parental warning that this podcast contains swears and use of explicit sexual language. Therefore, it is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18 or anyone who thinks you can only scream for ice cream. I'm ahead of the game. Hello all and welcome back to Smut Drop. This is your weekly roundup to the more eccentric side of sex and relationships from metro.co.uk. I'm Miranda Kane and on this week's show I'll be looking at how you can hint at what you want, what you really, really want and I'll be talking to Chrissy Wanner about getting naked on telly. Hello, 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 dear listener. Okay, quick question. Are you going to get what you want for Christmas? Are you? Do you know that? Are you sure? Now, how do you know? Have you said? Have you put it in a WhatsApp? Have you had to really nail it in using several sticky notes? Or are you just going to buy it yourself when no one's looking? Look, okay, I know this may seem a bit premature. After all, we're only in November, but it's past Halloween, which obviously means we're in the run-up to Christmas. But we don't get the option of asking Santa for what we want. Instead, we have to downright just say it so we don't end up with another bad Christmas jumper or a gift card. Well, fortunately, Metro have been speaking to Hayley Quinn, dating expert for Match, to find out how you can get what you want, what you really, really want without having to hammer it home this Christmas. And first of all, she suggests sending a calendar reminder for where and when they can buy your gift. But you don't say what the gift is, so they have to follow the clues and figure it out. Oh, can you trust them? Can you really? Are they still going to get it? Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, Her second suggestion is to leave a tab open on their computer. Now, this seems a bit easier. Yeah, something open on a computer or a phone. So rather than just sending them the link, you're being a bit more sneaky with it and you can leave the page with what you want open on a tab on a computer instead. And it just, you know, adds a little bit of playfulness and fun. Her third suggestion is that if you've broken something, make sure they hear about it. Okay, no, don't go smashing up your phone or the telly or your favourite necklace. No one needs to do that. It's just that if there is something that's broken and needs replacing, you know, you don't have to suffer in silence. Just make it known. Now, I feel with all of these that it's really good not to overmanage a partner. So tread carefully if you actually want them to put the effort in in the future because they might just get staged managed by you. Oh my God, I hear that so hard. Like one of my pet peeves is when I hear blokes and I'm sorry, but it is blokes just saying, oh, I just give my missus the my wallet and off she goes and she buys all the gifts for everyone even herself like that's nothing to be proud of oh my god no instead it is about the thought it's about knowing that you know your partner enough to be able to say oh this is what they want this is what they're going to love or I saw this and thought of you that's quite sweet isn't it if you want to hear even more great advice just head to the article three ways to not so subtly hint to your partner what you want for christmas over at metro.co.uk but obviously not after my chat with this week's fabulous guest (laughs) 
Ladies and gentlemen, gays and nays, this week's guest has been featured in The Star as the oldest ever page three girl, and she's gained a loyal following as a scream queen. Between films and Fleet Street, she's appeared on Naked Attraction and on Naked Alone and Racing to Get Home. She is, in general, a very naked person. It's Chrissy Wanna. Hello, Chrissy. Thanks so, so much for having me on. I'm a massive fan, so I'm like frothing at the panties on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love a good panty frother, definitely. That's what the smut drop is all about. <laughs> I'm going to ask you because I think when people think when when someone said to me, "Oh, she's the world's um, oldest page three girl," so I'm expecting someone a lot older. And I think when they, when someone has just heard your bright and cheery voice. I know it's rude to ask a lady her age, but how old do you have to be to be the world's oldest page three girl? Well, well, apparently now 42. So I'm 42. I turned 43 in December and I am literally (laughs) the oldest page three girl in the history of the world. Isn't that nuts? That is insane. I'm also 42. So congratulations on reaching a fine vintage. It is a fine, fine age. It's the sexiest age you could be. I don't know why, but isn't it sexy? (laughs) It's great. I feel like my 20s were just full of scrabbling around trying to figure out what I was doing with my life. My 30s was doing that kind of thing. And my 40s is just like, oh, I'm just sailing through now. This is this is fine. I I know who I am and what I want to do. When did you reach that point where you were like the where you were like, right, I know what I am. I know what I want to do. And what I want to do is get naked on telly. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, you go through all these ups and downs. So when you're 20s, like, I want people to... Yeah, I was always fun. I'm a wild one. Everybody knows that about me. But I'm like, no, I need people to take me seriously. I want to be an actress. So I went through my 20s muddling through, trying to take myself much more seriously. Realised I was shit at it, basically. <laughs> And then needed money, so tinkered back to the old glamour modelling. It's always been my trusty friend. Then in my 30s, I was like sleeping with random boys, getting divorces left, right and centre, having babies, all kinds of stuff. And then afterwards, I was like, no, I'm going to take myself seriously now, my mum, and I'm going to be a serious actress and do a bit of serious telly. And then I ended up just like needing money, so then tinkered back to glamour modelling. (laughs) And then in my 40s, I was like, what am I even doing? What I'm good at is literally taking all my clothes off and celebrating my wibbly bit. But I do it so well. So I've decided that it must be a talent because I do it really well. <laughs> you do, Chrissy. You do. That is so I love I love the idea that, that your age never stopped you. Was that did that ever come into your your play in your mind at all? Well, no, it never, ever, ever. I think it's sexy is something you feel on the inside. I know that so, sounds so cliched, but I still feel like I've got it. And if, when you've got it, you've got to flaunt it. You've got to give it some whilst you can. I want to be eight years old having a room in an old people's home saying, do you know what? When I was 40, I was fit. And everyone, the nation saw my wibbly bits and loved them. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that when you're 80 years old, you're still going to be doing this. So I don't know where the idea of being in an old people's home came from. Well, I, I know. Can you imagine? I'll, I'll probably be like in some padded cell by then in a bikini, won't I? <laughs> but I love it. I mean, and it's like it's always something that everyone tries to poo-poo until at 40 something, you don't care anymore. And then you sort of like, look at me. And it's 
actually served me really, really well. So I think I must have been a showgirl in my last life because I genuinely love it with all my soul. If I want to be a naughty nurse at 40, I will. Yes. <laughs> That's what we love. I, I, There was this big furore a few years ago where they, they stopped, they banned page three. So I didn't even know that page three was, was still a thing. For me, I love page three. I, I think you should be able, a woman should be able to do whatever they want with their body, whether that's, it just needs to be, in the right way where it's not, but you don't feel like you're uh, being taken advantage of or anything. But I think so many women have had their, have launched their careers with glamour modelling and it, it shouldn't be down to a load of pearl clutches who are like, oh, we wouldn't take our clothes off, so we don't want anyone else to. So what what was your kind of feeling when all that was happening? Well, honestly, for me, like... Page three, I'm, I fancy myself as a glamour puss. So page three, even from being a young girl, was iconic to me. I thought it empowered women because when I was doing it, I never felt sort of taken advantage of. I felt sexy, beautiful and powerful. So I guess it's how it makes you feel, really. But it was really terrible because I understand that um, everyone was sort of saying that women are being objectified and all this other stuff. But to me, it never made sense because I was having the best time. I loved it. I felt respected, you know, so it was so terrible that it was like, now you can't see any bits of any women. But it, to me, it felt so backward because that's what was happening before where women couldn't be free and they couldn't stand there with their little boobies out or whatever. You know what I mean? Whereas now, if we can and we want to, we should be able to. And there's and we don't have to apologize for it. You know, it's a it's a full, full-time career. So it's a money-making machine at the same time. So it should be embraced for sure. Cannot wait when you start running for prime minister. I would love to be <laughs> on your team. Love the way you put that very, very succinctly I think because it, it, sometimes it is just as simple as just like I liked it I didn't felt respected and you know it's not down to anyone else to choose what I do with my body in the most beautiful way because say the pearl clutches I respect them they might just want to go and do cups of tea in Harrods and that's beautiful you know what I mean and they but for me I might want to like swing off a chandelier in a sequin bikini and that's okay too and that is what's powerful about women (laughs) (laughs) now speaking of swinging on chandeliers in a sequin bikini I don't know what you've been up to to go from Doncaster to Hollywood but how the hell have you ended up going from page three into Blood and Honey, you're in the sequel to the the horror, the Winnie the Pooh horror film. I am. That is iconic. I I am in awe. How did that happen? Well, I, I just honestly, it's the most nuts story. So this little Doncaster Yorkshire girl, that's like, oh, I'm going to get my boobs out for a living and be on page three. So the producers of um, all these, you know, they're, they're going viral right now, all these like horror movies, the Disney retelling, really massive fan of my work, loved everything I did, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, they just sent me a DM and they said, we know that you used to act, we know that you love this, we find you really fun. They were just like, would you love to read for this and be part of it? So I read for it and then I got it and now I'm in loads of them, loads of them. And it's the best time. And we go to cinema, so like this. I've gone from 
standing there smiling with a wink in a bra to like going, I've got three films in cinema next year. <laughs> what? Insane. So what was it like filming? Did you go to, was it in America or was it filmed in England? Oh, no, so they're also, it's British producers, so we film oh. everything in England. So it does go to cinemas globally. I think the promo of it all, we start our premiere promo in LA, but it's sort of, it's all filmed in England. And so I'm, I'm in another one, Cinderella's Curse, and I actually play the fairy godmother in that. Oh. <laughs> They've got the hoariest fairy godmother. <laughs> That's the name of the episode, the hoariest fairy godmother. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's so good and it's so fun. And so I haven't finished filming that. So next week I do my last four days on that and then we wrap and then it's in the can. But filming it in England, it's incredible. And it's weird how much of sort of like, they have horror has got a massive fan base and I didn't realise. Like you yeah. can make a proper living off being a scream queen. I didn't know that. The convention circuit alone, you are going to be... It's <laughs> Make sure you've got loads of pictures of your feet. That's all I can say. That's Don't it. you worry. I've got a gallery ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So have they seen you on... Because um, you've been on Naked Attraction. You've been on uh, Naked Alone and Racing to Go Home. What, was that where they saw you from? Well, yeah, I think I've become like the poster girl for all nudity on TV. <laughs> so it's it's really it's randomly made me popular. And think of all these other things that I've done that's so serious. No one's even heard of them, no one even cares. And then all these things where I've gone naked, like naked attraction was my favorite show. So I did it because I was a massive fan, and that was ace. So that was brilliant. And naked alone racing to get home. I don't even know how I got on the show. Because the producers asked me to go on it, obviously. And then they were like, what are your survival skills like? And I was like, rubbish. <laughs> they were just like, are you going to be able to scale mountains and survive? I was like, no. And they were like, if you had any skills, what would it be? I was just like, my charm. <laughs> like, I have no other survival skills. And they were just like, there was just something about it. <laughs> I fully camped out naked and knocked on people's doors and slept under trees in the bus, starving, foraging for my own berries. Oh. They literally, you had to do it for real. They left me on top of a mountain and said, find your way to Skipton. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That is so... How did you, did you have any qualms about like being on telly naked or like what did any of you, I mean, it feels like your family and friends would have just gone, oh, she's doing that. Yeah, no, that's, that is absolutely on brand. (laughs) Yeah, that is a business now, it's on brand. (laughs) No clothes allowed. (laughs) Sorry, Mr. Spielberg. (laughs) (laughs) But you didn't have any qualms about just being on like naked attraction. That feels so, I don't know, like, I, I, I love the show as well. Absolutely. <laughs> would I go on it? No, I would not. But I have, <laughs> that's only because of my feelings about sometimes my own wobbly bits. But what was the thing that made you go, yes, naked attraction? Well, no, I feel like everyone in like, everyone has their own issues and nudity is just not mine. You know what I mean? Everyone yeah. has them. So if that was, they, 
in those shows, being naked was the last of my worries. On Naked Attraction, I didn't care about being naked. I was more like, oh, my God, I need to pick a boyfriend who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. <laughs> and then Naked Alone, I didn't care. The fact that I was naked, it was almost like I, I it felt like I was fully clothed because I was like, where am I going to stay for the night? <laughs> So the other things took precedent. Like, it just didn't bother me. Like, I, all I wasn't bothered, I wasn't even bothered by seeing all those, like, willies and boobies. And, like, I wasn't bothered climbing over someone's fence and knocking on the door asking for a bit of cheese. <laughs> I mean, everybody's naked. It, I mean, at some point, everybody's seen themselves naked. And it's sort of like a taboo that I feel like I've accidentally broken. Because it's not like I went out there like Joan of Arc going, I'm going to be naked forever on TV. It just happened. <laughs> Joan of Stark. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Joan of Stark. <laughs> what would be your advice though? If someone's a bit more um uh a bit more that they want to they because I love this for I love this energy, I love this freedom and this feeling you the you know the feeling you give about your body and how empowering it is. What would be your advice for someone if they're if they are feeling a little bit they're not quite so comfortable with being naked because I think as a woman and as met, you know, as well, as a human being, it can happen to anyone. But do you have anything, any advice you can give for anyone who wants to have a little, just a little bit of that energy and a little bit more of that comfort feeling as comfortable as they are with their naked body as you do? Yeah. And then I feel like I've got good advice because everyone always gives like this whole same advice where you've got to feel good internally. And blah. my thing is just do it. It's like literally just do it, take your shirt off, even in the privacy of your own home and do a naughty picture of yourself that no one has to see and love it. You know, it's just, it, and then just, it's almost like sending nudes to yourself and do it. Like some, like I was like taking videos, selfie videos of myself naked in a mirror. I know that sounds really like weird, narcissistic and ew. <laughs> no, but that's how you, I got really comfortable with my body. So it's almost about just doing it. And it's weird. If you see yourself naked all the time, it's weird how quickly you get to love your body. Because we only see it in peaky bits. But if you go, right, I'm standing in front of this mirror and I'm taking some sexy pictures with nothing on or dressing up in lingerie and just doing it and owning it. No one has to see them. And then it's like, it's weird how it feels empowering in the end. At first, you feel a bit nervous, but then it feels good. So the more you see it, the more you do it. Feel the fear and do it anyway. And then it's almost like when you're in front of people, it doesn't matter. Like when you're about to get jiggy with it with anyone, they love you wibbly bit. So they're going to be like, yeah, thank God for you. <laughs> no one complains about them. It's like, ugh. even on Naked no. Attraction, I wasn't in really good shape. I didn't care. I was just like, I'm, I've got my muff out and I'm on telly. So you don't have to date me if you don't want to. <laughs> That's such great advice. I really love that because sometimes we just, we do get in our heads about just taking our clothes off and, and just being comfortable naked. But I think the idea of just, of just doing it and also taking those pictures, because I remember when we all first started using Zoom, like in lockdown, and the first thing everyone was like, oh my God, I have to see myself on the camera. I have to see myself. <laughs> now we're all used to it. Now we're just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just doing our eyebrows, checking our hair, looking good. It doesn't, it's not a thing. And it's the same, I get the same when I'm listening back to podcasts. At first I was like, oh my God, the sound of my voice, the sound of my voice. <laughs> now, I'm like, now I'm like, I'm going to put my own voice on to go to sleep too. <laughs> 
exactly that exactly that <laughs> so it's like the more you do it the more confident you become and the more okay it feels so just like your voice everyone needs to start sending themselves nudes <laughs> brilliant love it love it you're you're a british asian and you're beautiful and you've been doing glamour modeling for so long what would you say if people were a bit more worried about um that being fetishized do you ever feel fetishized do you ever or do you just think oh fuck it i'll, I'll take the money like... yeah well if, if i'm being honest i know that um, i'm a fetish <laughs> like i understand <laughs> that because i'm told every four minutes on insta like oh, but no. i don't i don't feel fetishized and I'm just me and I'm just embracing it I'm not about to put a sexy video out and tell everybody off for calling me sexy you know it's weird that it's like a mind game it's there for people who want to enjoy it and it's like yes I know that being an Asian girl I know we're a fetish but I like it it's hot I don't think that it's I don't find it weird I mean thank god otherwise I probably would make a lot less money like <laughs> just not something I think about it's just the same as like women going like oh I love blonde rugby boys or guys going you know I love gingers it's just it's a thing it's not I don't find it creepy it's just some kind of preference for some people but it's there for everyone to enjoy like being Asian is a wonderful thing it doesn't matter if we're a fetish it's we're also good at other things like inventing the ipad or something <laughs> not something i ever did being hoary godmothers being absolutely. hoary godmothers isn't it? <laughs> how long would you love to be doing page three four is it something that you're like oh, i can see myself doing this if they want me in my 50s in my 60s 80s would you carry on doing it or are you I don't know how to because you go in cycles do you know what I mean I, I I get the feeling you go oh I've done that now I'll do something sensible oh, I'll go back to that I'll do something sensible but would you carry on doing page three for as long as you can I would absolutely a trillion percent go on for as long as I can I never thought at 42 I would do it because back in the day page three girls when you were too old if you were like 20 they were like oh no and I actually thought that was a bit disgusting because sex was always seen as like an older person's pleasure, wasn't it? So I'm like, why do you put like 17-year-old girls in your newspaper instead of women, you know, who yeah. are sexy and who do have lots of sex? So I would, I've learned from life during these cycles that I was, it's just what I was meant to be. It's like you're calling, you know, if you're going to be a reverend. I was just meant to be a page three girl and a glamour part. It's just my calling. And so no matter how many times I fought it and tried to take myself more seriously, like it just, it's just what I'm good at and just what I love. So why not? So if I could go on till I was eight, I mean, I'm not quite sure. I'm sure I'll, I'll become my own fetish then. <laughs> I will be I'll be rooting for you. I'll be buying it. I'll be I'll be on your OnlyFans, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I would do it. I mean, look at Angela Rippon on Streetly. She's got a leg up here. That's higher than I could get my leg up. So she if she can do that, then I can just stand there with my boobs out for a little bit. <laughs> Um, what's next on the agenda? You're you're going from page three. You're going into horror films. What is it that is the the goal? What would you love to do? What would be your your number one mission? Well, the thing is, it's like when it's it's so weird because all I ever wanted to do was 
um, just be happy, entertain them, have fun. But it always had to stick to the motif of being sexy. And I didn't know why. I just fancy myself as being sexy. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe it's some kind of trauma that I didn't realise I had. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. I love it. I love it. I'm joking. <laughs> no, but I feel like very quickly, almost this year, I've gone back into Grandma Morning where people are like, oh, this is what she does now. And so now I'm like, this is what I do now. And I don't have to apologize for it. And then accidentally, remember before, I was always going, I want to be an actress. I want to be an actress. I want to be an actress. No one's taking me serious. But now I've ended up filming like eight films this year. And then I'm like, it's almost in that surreal part of my life where I'm getting to be a page three girl. But at the same time, I'm getting to be like an actress. And it's so weird. I don't know what's going on. It's just so next year, I have no clue what's going to happen. Otherwise, I just have to be ready, don't I, in my heels. I don't know what's going to happen. I have no clue. I just know I've got all these films out in cinema. And then um, when I'm not there, I'll just be on Insta with me boobs out, me naughty nurse outfit. I love the idea. I just love that little caveat at the end of, oh, I just have to be ready with my heels. It was so funny because when we're on the set of Cinderella and the producers were like, everybody else, when we're not on set, we're all living in this castle. And he was like, everybody else was learning their lines on their, like, um, shifts off. And I was shooting porn in my room. No! I don't think that it's just who she is, but they were just, we love it. We've never had an actress come on to set and then own this whole, like, glamour. But, like, I was just in my room shooting little naughty videos and posting them. I was going to ask you, like, what has been some of the most craziest things that you've seen on set? But I think everyone on set is going to say you. I am literally everyone's favourite person on set simply because I'm so apparently naughty, but I'm not. not, It's like a wall scene. I'm all, like, friendly and fun. But then there's that side to me when the curtains close. They're like, "Uh uh-oh, what is she doing in her room? (laughs) And then I just come back out, make a cup of tea, and I'm like, is everyone all right? Where's my lines? What's my lines? <laughs> I am the Marilyn Monroe of horror. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> it's so, that's so fun. I We talk a lot, we do a lot of, um, when I speak to a lot of other people, we, we talk a lot about affirmations and that's something that's been really, really uh, useful for me personally because um, when you were saying like oh I want to be an actress I want to be an actress and it's like that sounds like a that's an affirmation isn't it and it's one of those things where if you say it to yourself then you know what you want to do and that helps put into your mind to say yeah if someone slides into my DMs and says do you want to be part of this crazy film then yes because I want to be an actress so yeah do it take the opportunity yeah exactly that because I always feel people are really scared they feel scared before they're excited nowadays aren't they they see a DM and they're like even if it's something that they really want, it doesn't matter whether it's a job or like come be in my horror film or a guy you really fancy or like a job or, you know, they get nervous and scared first, like this can't be true before they're like, oh, God, yes, yes, yes. So I'm all about everyone just feeling, feeling the fear, loving it and going, doing it anyway. The worst thing, the worst that could happen is that it could all go wrong. But if you can handle that, like, then you're all right. <laughs> I love it. I I know that more people will want to be seeing you. So tell us about the films that are coming out next year and where people can find you. Oh, yeah. So basically I'm on... Um, so in the Winnie the Pooh um, franchise now, so Blood and Honey 2, I'm in Cinderella's Kiss, which is still part of the same sort of like franchise and company. And I start filming Peter Pan's Neverland Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that oh. one's coming out. I know, so I'm in there. So it's not, so my whole next, beginning of next year is Disney horror films. The retellings, what? like the twisted retellings. What do you end up doing? Are you coming on as like some kind of, do you get, uh, okay, here's, oh, am I allowed to know? Oh, I don't want, I don't want to give spoilers, but are you generally the person causing the killings, being killed, or do you just turn up and glamour puss on the screen and walk off? I always say like, so basically they always use sort of the same people in the same cast. It's kind of like the carry-on films used to be, and I'm yeah. certainly the Barbara Windsor of the bunch. Like, yes. <laughs> but no, so, but then it's all taken, they, it's, they take it really seriously. So, you know, we have our roles and then sort of in some, so when I'm the fairy godmother, she's evil and twisted. So I'm always like the sassy, evil, twisted one. She's more like Ursula than Bibbity Bobbity Bowie, like, so it's, <laughs> she is evil and naughty. Like it was, I would, I'd be, I'm surprised she's not just in bondage. She is awful. And then, like in Blood and Honey, I'm almost innocent and play almost nursy nursy because Christopher Robin is a doctor and I'm his nursy assistant. <laughs> oh my god! How if people want to find you, where can they find you, Chrissy? Oh, I'm just smeared all over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> any any smear on any platform is if you just go at Chrissy Wunner, something somewhere will be up, whether I like it or not. It's like you would have to be blind not to see it. And some people are probably trying to be blind. They're like, oh, I'm not her again. <laughs> I've hosted this show for like three years and it, and I can't believe it's taken so long for someone to describe themselves as being smeared <laughs> on the... <laughs> I literally... And that's all it is, it's a smear. <laughs> you'll see it at some point. It'll cross your path and you'll either block it or love it. <laughs> love it. I don't see how anyone else could have any different opinion. They'll love it. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much for joining me, Chrissy. I honestly, good luck in the future. I really hope you get all the scream horror films <laughs> your massive tits can take yeah. on. I am <laughs> in awe. Thank you so much for joining me on Smart Drop, Chrissy Wanna. You too. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Thank you all once again for listening to this week's Smut Drop. Please send me any questions you might have for next week's guest, the fabulous Mel Schilling from Married at First Sight. I'm that Miranda Kane on Instagram where you can slide into my DMs or you can find me on Twitter as Miri Kane or, of course, you can email smutdrop at metro.co.uk. I've been Miranda Kane. Smut Drop was produced by Pineapple Audio Production for metro.co.uk and I will be back to prick up your ears next week. <laughs> <laughs>